Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Broadhaven, the Bermuda Triangle of UFOs. That's correct, Broadhaven, the Bermuda Triangle of UFOs. At least that's what some people are calling it. And of course, we're talking about Broadhaven, Wales. Now, in early 1977, a group of children in the Welsh coastal town of Broadhaven said they saw a cigar-shaped UFO land in a field behind their school. This sighting was widely reported in the media and sparked a wave of over 450 reports of UFOs and alien encounters in the area over the next year. The sightings were varied, but many witnesses described seeing cigar-shaped or disc-shaped objects in the sky, often moving at high speeds or performing impossible maneuvers. Some people also reported seeing strange beings, either inside or outside the UFOs. The Broadhaven UFO incidents were investigated by a number of organizations including the British government's UFO Investigation Unit, Project Condon, but they claimed that there was no definitive explanation. I think we could expect that. Now, some of the debunkers have claimed that the Broadhaven UFO incidents were simply mass hysteria or that witnesses misidentified craft, but the fact is a large number of these witnesses were credible and experienced observers, and their reports remain unexplained to this day. The Broadhaven UFO incidents are one of the most well-known and well-documented cases of mass UFO sightings in history. And it's something that we're going to take a look at in this episode. I think you'll really enjoy this. The first article that we're looking at about this uh, Broadhaven uh, UFO wave comes from BBC.com. The title says, Alien and UFO Bermuda Triangle Explored in Netflix Stocks. Got a picture of these young kids back there from 1977. Uh, just very animatedly talking about this uh, UFO. The, the article is by Axel Sourfield and Peter Shuttleworth. It says, A flying saucer seen by a guest house, a seven-foot alien figure coming out of a hedge and a cigar-shaped UFO near a schoolyard. These are just some of the 450 reported extraterrestrial encounters from one of the UK's largest mass sightings in a remote Welsh village. The village of Broadhaven has since been described as a Bermuda Triangle of mysterious craft sightings and sightings of strange beings. Residents who reported these encounters across a single year in the late 70s have now told their story to the new Netflix documentary series Encounters made by Steven Spielberg's production company. It all happened back in 1977 when the Cold War was at its heights and Star Wars and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Spielberg's first science fiction blockbusters, dominated the box office. They've got an image here that these one of these kids has created, really haunting. And you see this uh, space, this saucer-shaped spacecraft with a dome on top. Looks like it's got some kind of little, I don't know, radio antenna type apparatus on the side, and something in front of it. I can't really make out what it is, like a smaller ship. And then this creature standing there, bipedal, like a man, extremely long feet, and almost like a dog man. He's got these pointed ears. I can't tell if it's a canine or feline face, but it's definitely not human. The article continues, it says, There was a heightened awareness of things from out of this world, and the West Wales village made international headlines when 16 schoolchildren claimed to witness a UFO in the Pembrokeshire sky. It goes on, it says, What is the Broadhaven Triangle? The spaceship looked like a cigar shaped with a dome on it with yellowy orange to red light on the top of it, one child told BBC cameras at the time. Another child said he didn't just see a UFO, adding, I saw a man, but he couldn't see his face because it was too far away. 
Now, more than 45 years later, those 10-year-olds who reported the strange sights during lunchtime at Broadhaven Primary School still insist this was no childish hoax. 45 years later, they're sticking to the story. Sounds just like what we had happened there in uh, Zimbabwe back in, what was it, what, 92 or 93? David Davies, 57, said he was initially skeptical when his school friends rushed back into his class from the playground claiming to have seen a spaceship. I totally regarded the story as being nonsense, as to me, flying saucers didn't exist, he said. They were in bad 1950s sci-fi movies or in tabloid newspapers. Expecting to, to dismiss the fuss as just kids telling tales, he went out to see for himself and still remains stunned as to what he said he witnessed. From behind some trees, this thing popped up in front of me, he said. It was silver, cigar-shaped, and about 45 foot long, and there was just this thought that came into my head that I had to run away. Mothers can tell you when you're lying, and mine was absolutely convinced what I was saying was the truth. The pupils were asked to draw and write an account of what they saw on their return to school by school headmaster Ralph Llewellyn, who separated the children in to ensure there was no copying. Pretty thoughtful. And they've got these pictures here. They're just amazing. These, these, they're all flying saucers. They all have domes on top, and a couple of them have uh, some type of creature that drawn along with the craft. He says, it's not like today. There was no social media or mobile phones. So there was no opportunity to have collaborated, David said. Mr. Llewellyn later told the BBC's Children's Current Affairs show, John Craven's Newsround, that all the descriptions were similar. The school field spaceship sighting was just the first of what another former pupil called some pretty strange sightings going on. As the media descended on the small village, other locals also reported close encounters with strange crafts and creatures. A few months after the schoolyard sighting, hotel owner Rose Granville who lived a few hundred yards down the coast, reported seeing a spacecraft just as she was going to bed. She looked through the window and saw this thing sort of hovering, her daughter Francine recalled to encounters. These two figures came out of it. They looked a little unsteady. Rose reported them having very long arms and legs with no facial features. The Granfields said the spaceship had left a scorch mark and a ridge on the ground where it had landed. So... It's almost like it's hot, apparently, and it's heavy because it's leaving this imprint. X-Files from the government later showed Rose had written to her local MP on Haven Fort Hotel-headed notepaper, explaining that the event left me greatly agitated and disturbed and not the least bit desirous of another encounter. A month or two later, and a few miles around the Marlos Peninsula, Mark Morrison claims he saw not only a spaceship while walking alone, but also said he came face to face with a figure. Now that would have to be terrifying, I would think. It's got a picture of this guy here. Claiming he saw an upside down saucer in a glow on a ridge near his house, he then described hearing a rustle in the hedge further down the road. This thing stepped out of the hedge, said Mark. It was a good seven foot tall. It had a silver suit with a motorbike visor as a face. I thought, that's not a man. No way is that a man. It started walking toward me, and I thought, this is not happening. I was quite scared. It kept walking, so I legged it. The next day, Mark returned to the scene with his dad, where he said they found a huge footprint in the mud, too big to be an ordinary man. Now, this reminds me of two things, Bigfoot, but it also reminds me of what was seen in there in Peru, where these villagers were talking about these things having like visors or slits over their face, hiding their face. 
Mark's uncle and aunt later told a TV reporter that they saw an eight-foot featureless silver figure outside their isolated farmhouse. It's got a picture of this little village there in the Wales. It's really picturesque, right on the edge of the of the uh, ocean or sea, whatever you want to call it there. It's really neat looking. The police were called to that incident, and the officer who took the call from the family later stated, in all my 26 years service, that's the most frightened family I've come across. These people saw something. Now it goes on, it says, why are Spielberg producers doing a Welsh UFO doc? It wasn't so much the Welsh Roswell, but the multiple sightings of flying saucers that give the area the nickname, the Broadhaven Triangle. The producers scoured Europe for a story that was out of this world, but chose the incredible Welsh story because it wasn't just one encounter. There were hundreds and hundreds of people that said they witnessed something. Said Encounters director, Jan Motzkin, who was approached by Spielberg's production house, Amblin Television. That critical mass with 450 people is huge and also entertaining. Critics have suggested the unexplained aircraft were planes heading to the former nearby Royal Air Force Base at Browdy. But those who say they saw UFOs insist they were not jets. Yes, leave it to the debunkers and the non-believers to always come up with some, some kind of a nonsense explanation. That goes on here. It says, Jan points out that many of those who spoke publicly in 1977 about having a close encounter didn't benefit from telling their story. In fact, it impacted some negatively, including David Davies. What I didn't enjoy was the attention it brought me, Davies said. My first four years of secondary school were horrendous. I was getting physically assaulted on an almost daily basis. Most of the time, they wanted me to say I hadn't seen a UFO and that I was lying, but I couldn't go back to my principles and say I wasn't lying when I wasn't. So this little kid reports a UFO. He gets beat up and still refuses to refute his testimony. I mean, that's about as convincing as you can get for me. Now, there's another article that I want to look at here because to me, this is just a fascinating case. We have these people talking about seeing these large UFOs, saucer shapes, cigar shapes, uh, strange aliens out walking around on the you know near the beach. It's just crazy. This is from WalesOnline.co.uk. The real story behind Wales Bermuda Triangle Welsh Village as UFO show comes to Netflix. And the subtitle says, I felt this uncontrollable urge to run away from what I was seeing. I took one glance behind me and I was running away to see it, disappearing down the trees. That sounds almost like uh, someone's emotional intelligence kicked in and said, listen, this is dangerous. This article is written by Robert Harry's senior reporter. It says September 27th, 2023. And then it goes on, it says Broadhaven, an area that became known as Broadhaven Triangle after primary school children claimed to have seen a cigar-shaped UFO in 1977. Very beautiful area here, look out, looking out over the sea, I guess you would call it here. The Netflix documentary has shown new light on a mysterious day in West Wales when a number of primary school children looked up in the sky at playtime and saw something amazing in front of their eyes. Was it a bird? Was it a plane? No, according to them, it was a UFO. The day was February 4th, 1977. It was a normal day at Broadhaven Primary School in Pembrokeshire. It was normal, that is, until more than a dozen children started telling their teachers they had seen something weird flying around the school. What they saw was described as a silver, cigar-shaped object around 45 foot in length. It had a central dome and a red pulsating light on the top. It appeared over the trees around the perimeter of the school. Now, this reminds me of some of the settings that we talked about in Foo Fighters yesterday. These cigar-shaped, saucer-shaped, and this red pulsating light. What exactly it was has been subject to debate and discussion for more than four decades, and it's a story 
which continues to amaze those who believe in a life beyond Earth. One of the 10-year-old boys who saw the object was Dave Davies. Mr. Davies, now in his 50s, told the BBC throughout the day children had come in from playtime saying they had seen a weird object flying around the perimeter of the school. The headmaster thought he was having his leg pulled at the time so he wouldn't actually go out and have a look. At the end of the day, the final bell went and I thought I would investigate for myself. So I went up to the top perimeter of the school and the object popped up from behind the trees. It was about 50 foot long, about the size of a bus with fluorescence to it. So this thing's been hanging out there all day. It's clearly, uh, to me, trying to show itself to these kids. This guy goes out. He's looking around. Doesn't see it. Boom. Pops up from the tree. Definitely some kind of uh, eyewitness interaction going on here. Mr. Davis added, I felt this uncomfortable urge to run, to run away from what I was seeing. I took one glance behind me as I was running away to see it disappearing down behind the trees. There was no fear at all. It was just pure wonder and amazement. Now, I wonder if he's telling us that there's no fear because he's looking back and he's reliving that moment in his head from a safe distance away. But it says here he felt an uncontrollable desire to run away. So I, I'm, I'm a little confused here. Unless this thing is just trying to get him out of there. I don't know. It was just something I'd always thought of as science fiction fantasy and all of a sudden I'm being confronted with it for real. The children who saw it rushed home after school to tell their parents. Soon enough, the incident attracted national media attention and the area around the school was dubbed the Broadhaven Triangle due to the sightings at the school and others around the area later in 1977. The Monday after the sightings at the school, the headmaster understandably skeptically asked the children to draw an image of what they had seen. Amazingly, children who had seen the object at different times all drew very similar depictions of it. Mr. Davis said the headmaster approached us, isolated the children who had seen the object, and made us draw the pictures of what we saw and also a written account. He was very skeptical, but the accounts were so similar that there was this recognition that hit him that we had, in fact, seen something. And it's got some pictures of these kids here with their drawings. There's no doubt in my mind these kids saw something. All in all, I think that there is a good case to be made that Broadhaven is the Bermuda Triangle of UFOs. As you can see, 450 reports, many, many reliable witnesses, and these kids. These kids just simply wrote down what they saw, separate from each other, and the stories just seem to combine together to all tell basically the same thing. And on top of that, you have all these peripheral sightings by adults where not only did they see uh, the craft, but they also saw these strange bipedal creatures uh, emerging from the craft, walking down the road. Not sure if these things are here to do some sort of geographic survey, just checking on us, or if this is just some sort of uh, interdimensional space crash these things had where they find themselves you know, tangled up in our reality for a bit, and they seemed like they're just here wandering around, uh, sometimes almost aimlessly, until they're able to get their craft back in working order and to go back to wherever they came from. And this is why I think it's so important that we don't just fire on these things willy-nilly. They do appear to be real. They are coming from somewhere. They are super advanced. I think it's far better to have a, a wait-and-see attitude where we observe these things before we start shooting at them. Apparently, we'll never know where the next Bermuda Triangle of UFOs shows up. So keep your eyes open. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.